Welcome back to the Peaked Too Early podcast after a somewhat dampened mood of a podcast last time around. Mm. Both Oscar and I are in good mood. Good moods for episode five of season three. I am Blake. This is Oscar. Oscar, how are you doing? It may be gloomy outside, Blake, but it is not gloomy either at the London Stadium or on Tyneside because two victories for us this weekend, an emphatic one for you, um, which I'm looking forward to you talking about because I have not even seen the highlights. I forgot to watch the highlights of the 4-0 drubbing you gave. A very informed Fulham to go, what, seventh in the league? Very impressive. 4-1, we did concede a uh, goal. But, uh, yeah, this was, I guess, not very interesting match day to talk about um i don't think there's really? any really yeah i wasn't surprised by any of the results or anything six three okay I mean, but i mean on. we knew i guess manchester united have had an uptick of form but mm. uh you know if anyone was gonna six three manchester united it was gonna be manchester city so I mean, that's true. That's true. But I, I, I thought that the highlight of this weekend was the goals. I thought there were some incredible goals this weekend. Also, Brighton 3-3, Liverpool. I mean, that's all. It was an all right weekend, I reckon. Yes. So five of the 10 matches had more than four goals scored. Mm. In them. Right. Uh, which I suppose is very impressive. Yes. If you like offensive football, yeah, uh, this was your weekend. Yeah. Um, this weekend also started out with a banger, which the the very opening match, Arsenal 3, Tottenham 1. Yeah. We talked last week, uh, and I said to you, oh, we'll see, you know, if Arsenal are really, you know, made of it or not when they play these big sides. Yeah. Um, because they came up short against Manchester United, but sort of handled peak Conte, uh, you know, with, in the end, relative ease. Yeah, definitely. And I think it, I think the, the narrative has turned uh, around a little bit on Tottenham over the past few weeks. I think that there have been growing, growing opinions, louder voices pointing at Tottenham's um, lackluster, style of football rigidity um people are saying it's a bit boring um uh people are saying sort of like they feel sorry for hurricane and son there's sort of a lack of creativity i saw one article that went kind of in depth on the fact that tottenham are really missing christian erickson who's a like creator from deep kind of thing which i thought was interesting um i, I still think that tottenham who currently lie what in third um are a very impressive team and i think that they should get top four but you know i guess they drew nil nil today in the champions league with frankfurt um they were turned over really by by arsenal even though emerson's red card was a factor um so yeah i don't know i guess uh they need to find their find their winning ways again yeah, um, briefly on Emerson, uh, the article that he spent $1 million on 
I saw this for this season. Yeah. Which, um, I know you don't follow American football, but mm. um, James Harrison is a future Hall of Famer, um, and he yeah. he won Defensive Player of the Year twice. Um, very very solid player, and he talked about how every season he would spend between six hundred thousand and seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars on his wow. body. Um, that's incredible. Which is you know, that's if we're realistic, that's the type of money Oscar and I will likely never have. We've never ever have, yeah. Uh so to spend that in a single year on your body, um, and for Emerson to get sent off after an hour. Yeah. Um but you know, yeah, I guess for yeah. him, he's buying himself a hyperbolic chamber. So I guess right. that's where and like uh he's working with a with a neurologist and everything. Um I, I I mean to be fair, the Emerson Royale. Eh, I mean I I don't really care about him. He has been much better this season so far. This was a really bizarre red card. Um, it was quite Serge Aurier um, esque. Um, lest we forget, I mean this dude is younger than both of us, so um, young player still. Unless we're getting too old to call ourselves young in football terms anymore. Um, I, I'm not sure what his role will be. Um, moving forward, uh, much maligned, I think, so far uh, at Tottenham and, and was building some momentum this season. But, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, um, the challenge itself, like, you know, just pure frustration, um, I suppose. Um, not the most atrocious red card, and also not the most atrocious red card we would see this match day. No. But, uh, yeah, it's just dumb. I guess he better yeah, fire his neurologist and get a yeah. better one. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, Oscar, are Arsenal the real deal? Well, you texted me and said, I'm scared of Arsenal now, I think, or something along those lines, which for me was significant because I think it takes a lot to impress you. Um, I Look, I, I actually think that Arsenal are really benefiting from Man City winning 6-3 and Haaland scoring three goals and breaking records, all of which I have more thoughts on later. I'm really curious to see if you agree or disagree. But yeah, Arsenal going under the radar. They're a very, very good team right now. Um, I thought the Granite Xhaka was particularly excellent, and it is incredible to see a guy who was on the brink of leaving for Hertha Berlin about three years ago after being subject to real like intense abuse from Arsenal fans and it looked like that relationship was dead right I mean what did he do threw the captain's armband off did he throw a shot off on the ground as well I mean and just swore yes. at the fans um like how he's come back from that I I will never know but he's kind of the darling of the Emirates Stadium right now and also playing really really well um and I thought actually to that his goal um, and then subsequent celebration. It was the perfect time to kiss the badge, Blake. He should have kissed the badge in front of the fans, but he didn't. Um, but yeah, look, uh, you know, Gabriel Jesus continues to impress, and I think that he's another one that will really benefit from not being talked about because of um, Erling Haaland. He's got five goals and eight now, three assists. Um, I think he'll quietly, if he keeps going at this rate, right, he scores like 15 goals, uh, you know, eight assists kind of 
range, and that's a, a fantastic return. Honestly, how this dude is not in the Brazil squad is kind of beyond me. He's so strong. Um, he just bodies defenders, and he's only like five foot eight. He's he's pretty small. Um, just super impressive. I, you know, he's just turned into a real leader there, and um, all around, yeah, just just really solid. I mean, they they weren't particularly troubled by Tottenham. Uh, more possession, many more shots, much better pass accuracy, better presses. Um, and Mikel Arteta said that it was the best atmosphere he's ever felt at the Emirates, which is saying something because he played, I guess, you know, he played for Arsenal when, when Wenger's star was fading, but still when Arsenal were these annual top four contenders, right? Or just they got in the Champions League every single year. So, you know, good times, good times. What do you think about them? Um, do you, you still back your comment or was that kind of a... Yeah, of the moment uh, reaction. No pun intended. Oh, I was gonna say a nice pun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I am scared of them. I said, you know, I still think Man City will win the league, but I sure. think second place right now. I can't see a team other than Arsenal yeah. finishing there just based on the way they're playing. However, you know, football changes in a moment. So, sure. Uh, I'm not saying they're gonna finish second, but what? right now it looks like they will. What would you say to the people that are saying that Arsenal have yet to play a good team? Oh, the uh, you know, um, and losing well, to to Man U. Man U. Um, well, I would say, I guess fair. You know, mm. I guess it is a valid criticism. You know, they haven't they played top six sides and play Brentford. Brentford are good, you know, but class classical top six. Yeah, uh, I, that's yeah. what I was gonna say. Yeah, yeah. they they played Fulham, uh, Fulham, Brentford. That's really it. Brighton it? already, right? No, they haven't. Uh, they played Palace. Like, yeah, I suppose I, Fulham and Brentford are really the standouts there. Those are two good teams this season, and that's it. Tottenham have been a good team this season. Okay, that's 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 good. And then Man U was a pon- ponderous defeat, I suppose. So. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they how they fare. But I think this season it's really like they 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 just look like they will beat everyone who isn't in the top six, right, comfortably. And then it's really about putting in performances like they did against Tottenham against the top six. And and I agree with you. I think that'll put them comfortably top four. Yeah, I said last week. You know, if you can beat the fourteen other sides mm-hmm. uh, quite comfortably all season. You know, you're going to end up in the top four quite easily. So, um, right. You know, the results of of your matches against five other teams aren't going to make or break your season. Um, yeah. I guess they might. Um, it might be the difference between Europa League and a Champions League spot or something, but I don't think it will be. Um, they beat Tottenham, so that's one one of those matches they don't have to worry about anymore. Yeah. Um. Agreed. I guess we can only talk about uh, classical big six sides while we're still optimistic and early on in this podcast. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you want to talk to me about Manchester City six? Manchester yeah. United three. Look, I really would. I went back to my parents' house, watched this game with my family. It was like it was very fun. I really have to say. I mean, six three is not a scoreline you often get. Um, 
And I really enjoy just sort of sitting back and watching Man City, especially in the first half, utterly eviscerate Manchester United, who, despite all the hilarity, have legitimately been good over the past three weeks, four weeks, maybe. Um, And so to watch them just put four goals past, past, uh, you know, an ex-arch rival, I suppose, and on a derby day, no less, was was really great to see. I mean, Kevin De Bruyne is just one of those players that you watch and you find yourself saying out loud, like, oh, I love Kevin De Bruyne. Like, he's just so good. I mean, some of those passes, the second one especially, for the second goal, Holland's second goal, which was his classic sort of like Slatan Ibrahimovic-esque dive feet forward, back it, put the ball in the back of the net goal, was this cross slash through ball and it was like he whipped this ball in from such an impossible angle i'm not quite sure how it's even possible i mean the guy as we said before must just be laughing but he has someone like holland to 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 pass to because holland's positioning is just frankly astonishing um and i was sort of reflecting again on the weekend that Really, the thing with him is that he somehow ghosts around the pitch. I don't understand how he's so big, and yet, like, he loses defenders. Like, they don't know where he is. How is that possible? Like, the guy's huge. Um, uh, he's always just finding these these fantastic positions. Um, lost in all this Holland stuff, you know, he scored a hat-trick for the third consecutive home game, which broke a record. He has like 13 or 14 in eight matches or whatever. Um, was the fact that Phil Foden got his first hat-trick for Manchester City. Three good goals as well. Um, Jack Grealish, despite not directly getting an assist or a goal, was really, really good in this game. And he's Wanker. now started... Sorry? Wanker. Oh, thank you. Yeah, no, that is has to be said. Um, for sure, he kind of sucks. But uh, he was very good in this game in a footballing sense. And now he's starting to put together more consistent form. And um, I think that he will sort of turn out to be like a hundred million pound version of Riyad Mahrez, um, uh, which is fine. Like, that's great. Um, Man City can afford to pay that much for that kind of quality, I guess. Um, and, I, you know, I'll, I'll hand it over to you in a second. On the flip side, Manchester United... Yeah, losing 6-3, they were abject in the first half. I was pretty dumbfounded by the defending. Like, they were just standing there. I'm not sure whether it was City just being so good that really any team would have looked like statues or whether Manchester United were just a bit calamitous. I do question Ten Hag's decision to only have Scott McTominay as a holding midfielder. Why you're not playing Casemiro in a game like this, I I don't really understand. Maybe there's a fitness issue. Um let me turn it over to you before I talk for too long, but I, I do have a couple of questions for you and some funny things that happened post-match that I want to discuss, but what are your thoughts on this game? Um, well, uh, where to start? Yeah. Holland. Sure. Uh, unbelievable player. Um, probably the best, ugliest player in Premier League history. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I agree. The fact that he's like six foot three and two hundred and twenty pounds probably yeah. and is just finding himself 
you know, with no one within five yards of him. Yeah. Um, or is like you see it all the time. He'll do the touching the defender's back at the beginning right. of the cross, and then right. manages to get three or four paces away from him by the time the ball makes it to him. Kevin De Bruyne, uh, probably his form in the last, I don't know, year. Um, serious contention for a top five Premier League midfielder of all time. Yeah, um, it's getting that way. Yes. Um, and, I mean, if he continues this, I think he's going to undoubtedly, I don't know, be top three. Um, mm. But, uh, yeah, and then, you know, there's no reason you would think he's going to slow down, especially with a player like Holland in front of him. Yeah. Um, yeah, Phil Foden, I think he's an excellent player. Um, I really, really rate him, even though he's uh, one of those types of players that I should absolutely hate. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, Manchester City are possibly too good. Um, yeah. As for Manchester United, uh, you know, their two goals at the very end came after Man City made five substitutions. Um, I don't really know what to make of the last two goals. I don't know if it says anything of importance of Manchester United. Mm. Um, but good, I guess, to see Anthony Martial get two goals. Um, that's not something I really thought I would ever see him do again. Um, mm. yeah, yeah, overall, I don't think we learned too much from this. Pep is an excellent manager. Man City are an excellent team. Mm. Well-deserved win for them. Weird foot off the gas in the last 10 minutes. Very, very strange. And this is what I kind of wanted to touch on too. I do think that Man City will win the league. My, For example, my I think I... Did I back Liverpool again to win win it? I'm not sure why I keep doing that um, in, in my yes, predictions. Yeah, why? Why did I do that? Um, but I... I really think that people are forgetting that Man City are so capable of dropping points. Like, why are they conceding so many goals this season? They conceded a lot to you. They they conceded three here for no reason. You know, like they I don't I don't really get what's going on. Is is it that they're so good that these players get complacent? Is it like some of this Champions League strangeness is bleeding into the Premier League at times? Uh, there is a reason why they are still a point behind Arsenal with the same matches played. Um, I mean, that shows us. I mean, okay, maybe it doesn't show us that Arsenal have been better than them because we were just discussing that Arsenal haven't necessarily played the best team so far this season. But I, I still think that this people are talking about this like it's a done deal, and I'm not sure it is. Um, because I think Man City is still capable. You can, like, if you... Holland can be stopped. The guy barely has any touches. So, like, if he has an off day and he's not scoring, you know, like, it's possible that, that Man City kind of can't can't edge it um, against teams that manage to nullify them. It's not very interesting analysis, but I kind of do want to just speak it into existence. <laughs> That, that they are capable. They are capable of dropping points and losing yeah. and drawing me, and not winning this league. I, I don't think it's a done deal. I, I Maybe it's more out of hope than anything, but I don't think it's a done deal. 
the point about nullifying Holland, um, it's possible. The, the thing is, Newcastle nullified Holland for yeah. 87 of the 90 minutes against Manchester City, and in those three minutes that they didn't, he scored and had two assists. So I know, uh, but like, like even Palace, when you're almost yeah. perfect, you know, it that's doesn't... true. But but Palace did it, and Liverpool even did it at the beginning of the season. And we've seen, I mean, he's playing in a better team now, but there's been times at Dortmund where he's, he can be ineffective. He's not yet a god, right? Like, he still hasn't reached Messi or Ronaldo or Ronaldo Phenomeno levels. Um, and so that's, you know, that would be my advice, Blake, to elite Premier League teams. Don't be scared. Try not to be scared. I think the one thing he really doesn't have is dribbling. Um, does he need it right now? No. But if teams can figure out a way to stop him being so devastating playing off the shoulder, um, then, you know, the fact that he barely has any touches in a match becomes significant. But yeah, you, you yeah. basically just have to hope that Man City are off their game and there's nothing else you can do, so... Yeah, I was going to say, you're going to have to hope that they have yeah. weird matches where yeah. nothing really works for them. Um, all right. Uh, I guess let's wrap up with uh, talking about another, talking about big six sides. Um, mm. Really quickly, Connor Gallagher returns to Crystal Palace, scores the game winner. Yeah. Um, yeah. And what a goal it was. Sensational and... first goal. He nutmegs the defender and then puts it, curls it top right. Wow, what a goal. And then doesn't celebrate. And he got applauded by the Palace fans when he came on the pitch and also after the game. They love him. Um, yeah, so. I was going to I think they might be holding out hope that he returns. Well, I, yeah, maybe. But, I mean, he did a lot for them last season, really. Uh, yeah. Um, um, and then... Uh, the final big six side to discuss. Liverpool, Liverpool, Liverpool. writes in where you mm. texted me and said Liverpool looked quite toothless and then Ooh. scored three goals. Oh, they were poor though, Blake. They were very poor, I thought. I guess they, they only scored two, technically. Yeah, and Roberto Firmino is enjoying somewhat of a comeback. Um, he scored two really good goals, I thought, uh, which... Brings his tally up to five and six uh, in the Premier League, I think. Yep, that's in my notes. Um, with three assists as well. So he's currently directly contributing to more goals per game. Um, I, you know, everyone's going crazy about Trent. He was very bad defensively in this game. Um, and it just seems like if you run at this Liverpool defense right now, they don't know what to do. Um, they bought on Brighton that guy. Matoma, is that his name? Uh, I think it is. Uh, who they're quite excited about. Um, yeah, the Japanese midfielder come yes. winger. And he was just absolutely putting terror in the hearts of Virgil van Dijk and Trent. Like, he looked, you know, he was just going at them. Um, so I think Liverpool have somewhat lost their, their shine. Um, they... They're not a scary team necessarily anymore for their opponents. Yes. Um, Matoma has 
excellent J League highlights if you go mm. look up. Um, There's was, a lot, yeah. yeah. He was a baller. There's a lot of good Japanese players around right now. Takafusa Kubo is doing really well after his permanent move away from Madrid um, at Real Sociedad. He scored a great goal on the weekend. Um, yes, and then all the ones in Scotland and yeah, exactly. G- uh, Germany, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Blake, do you think that Liverpool are now already in a top four struggle? I mean, yes. Um, just because quite literally they are, sure. you know, quite a few points off. But it's still early days. Yeah, but you know, they've, they're have they not in great form. They, I guess they're unbeaten in four, which is, uh, or sorry, not unbeaten in four. The opposite the before this last match they were unbeaten in four um yeah i just you know you can't write off a side like liverpool you texted me criticizing mosala i didn't watch this match but i can't believe that anyone could write off mosala this early in the season no um, i'm not writing I mean, i've off. certainly seen him have really shit matches um it's just he's always bounced back from really shit um, matches. So, you know, I don't think it's panic signs at Liverpool right now. I think there are sides that are worse than them that are above them currently. Um, but not the team that's in seventh. They're certainly better than Liverpool. Yeah. Um, I mean, Salah has two goals, three assists, and seven in the Premier League. A couple of goals in the Champions League. It's fine. It's just not the you know, world-class standard where we're used to from him so far this season. Yeah, I think... I don't know. I I am very used to Liverpool being bad. Um, They were bad for a huge portion of my life. Um, Yeah. By bad, I mean, you know, would finish eighth or would finish sixth or, you know, that kind of bad. Bad for a big team. Sure. Um, so, and even at some point last season, weren't they down in like 12th for a few match weeks? Um, I have no memory. struggling to kick it into gear. Um, I don't know. I Talking about the, the Klopp pattern, um, you know, this is what Klopp does. Um, he, you know, runs out of gas eventually. Um, which I suppose every manager, except yeah. for the literal greatest of all times, run out of gas eventually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Maybe we're seeing that. I doubt it. Um, they're a side full of 100 million pound footballers. Mm. And I don't know, a top seven manager. Um, so... Uh, yeah, I, I don't think it's panic signs yet. Or panic stations. Yeah. Um, but good on Brighton. Brighton, uh, despite losing almost entire the entirety of their back room, uh, are still playing really well. Well, they um, got in Deserby, right? And he's, you know, he's a good manager. I think they're going to score a lot and concede a lot this year. For sure. As made point by this match. Um, talking about sense. scoring a lot. Let me wax poetic about my Newcastle United. Uh, 
It was incredible. Newcastle have something at Craven Cottage. It's just what Newcastle does. Um, we go to Craven Cottage. We uh, they have a, like a significant proportion of their uh, stadium is designated to the away fans. So yeah, you know, and the whole like Fulham fans are nice thing. You know, they just get overrun by the visiting fans every single week. Yeah. Um, so this very much felt like a home match. Right from the off, within two minutes, Newcastle have two shots on target. Um, and the Fulham goalkeeper, uh, Bernd Leno, uh, had some very, very good saves. Um, his He is looking good. Yes, he's looking very good despite conceding four. He probably was Fulham's man of the match. Um, mm. It should have been many, many more. Um, but... Newcastle dominate the first five minutes. Um, they probably had like three shots on target in the first five minutes. Um, mm. And then Sean Longstaff pounces on a ball just outside the 18. And Nathaniel Shalaba, who is much hated by Poland uh, fans this season, sad. I learned, um, absolutely wrecks him. Uh, it was. Pretty much the textbook standard for a red card. Um, he was desperate, lunging, high, over on the ankle to over top the ankle. That like oh. him still going through it when he makes contact, um, and the ball was already gone. Um, unbelievable that this is given as a yellow initially. Um, I think we talk about like VAR and VAR not being implemented correctly, but yeah. it also feels like refs are getting worse. And maybe it's like yeah, subconscious, give a yellow and you know, oh, well, if I make a mistake, you know, VAR will correct it and give the red. Um, but yeah, it's shocking decision to give a yellow card. Um, yeah. the, it's not the only issue with VAR in this match. Um, the First goal was the classic Callum Wilson stealing a goal from Joe Willick. Um, the ball's essentially almost over the line, and Callum Wilson puts it in. Um, they looked at this goal for like five minutes. They sure uh, did, yeah. But w- w- from every angle I saw, it was quite clearly onside, so I don't know what they took forever to look at. Um, but... That was only the beginning. Miguel Amaron scored, scored another contention for goal of the season. Uh, just a great lob over Brand Leno from a narrow angle and quite close. Um, Sean Longstaff would tuck in a rebound after uh, Sven Botman had an incredible header that drew an incredible save. Um, it's just the Fulham defenders like weren't even trying. They'd mm-hmm. given up by this point. Um, and then uh, Joe Willick would tuck a ball across the uh, six-yard box, which would be tucked in by Miggy Almiron, who now has uh, three times as many goals as Jack Grealish in the Premier League. Fantastic. Um, then the rest of the match was a continuation of Newcastle domination. Um, Burned Leno, save after save. Um, and Newcastle just constantly having the ball 
35 yards from the Fulham goal, just passing, passing, passing. Someone would make a run. They'd get a shot on target. Burn Leno would make the save. Rinse and repeat mm-hmm. over and over and over. Then, unfortunately, the only negative for Newcastle in this match is Jamal Lewis made his return from injury after two years, two back-to-back ACL he injuries. He um, He made his return and unfortunately got dominated in the air by Bobby Decadova-Reed um, for Fulham's consolation goal. Mm. Um, but other than that, every Newcastle player played well. Jacob Murphy, much maligned by yours truly, played well. I'll give him his props when he plays well. Um, and yeah. for Jamal Lewis, I just think the his time is up. Um, he's going to have yeah. to make an incredible comeback to save his Premier League career. Yeah, I'm not and sure. And it's very sad, yeah. It's one of those. Uh, it's one of those things, really, isn't it? Um, I don't know what to say on him either, frankly. I had honestly forgotten about him. Maybe you work hard to become a supportive, you know, player. Not starting, but racking up twenty-five games this season, sort of thing. And and uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe you can try and stick around for for this season next year. And then he's really got to move on because he's already 24. Um, strange one. Yeah, strange one for him. I was, yeah, I, I don't have much to say in this game other than the fact that I'm quite happy for Miguel Almiron um, because he, I feel like, has really benefited from Eddie Howe, uh, really, um, becoming a bit more prolific at the back end of last season and at the start of this season. And yeah, I mean, he's still. Only 28, so in the prime of his career. And, um, you know, if he sticks around for a little bit longer, he'll become a firm Newcastle cult legend, won't he, really? He already is. Yeah, sure. It, um, yeah. yeah, he, uh, this is, you know, another match where, you know, after, after the match and all the uh, interviews, every Newcastle player is talking about how important it is to, give Eddie Howe their everything um, and how they all believe in the system. They love him. Yeah, yeah and uh, Eddie Howe gave a talk about how important uh, Miggy Almiron is. Uh, and he actually, they put out a, uh, like a analysis of Miggy Almiron's season, the club did, uh, uh-huh. the, the night before the match, uh, talking about like the hidden stats. Um, yeah, you know, like he's not on the score sheet, but look at these numbers that he does. And then, of course, he scores two goals the next day. Um, yeah. So much hate as he gets at times. You know, How's, um, yeah, I'm just, sorry. Well, you finished. Uh, just, I, I think he's still very much in Howe's good house. Yeah. Just, just looking honestly at, or not looking even, just thinking about your players. I mean, how's like, Joe Willock doing this season? How's Joe Ellington doing this season? You've got a lot of quality sort of simmering, simmering around, but obviously you've brought in Alexander Izak and all these high-profile players. Sort of easy to forget. Joe Willock, what's he up to nowadays? Well, he had two assists in this match. Uh, okay, not bad. And he, I think he was... 
I think he came second in the man of the match voting, but he has had a very good season, just very quiet because he's not, he essentially, he works best in a system which has Bruno and Joe Linton behind him um, because he plays as like a uh, sort of pseudo winger um, with where he kind of like floats to left and right and supports them. Um, And when you have Joe Linton behind you, you're, you know, very, very well protected. So that allows him to do that. However, Joe Willock was injured for the first part of the season. He came back. Bruno was injured. So they have not played a ton together. But um, when they have all played, when Newcastle has been healthy, they've been playing extremely well. Um, Mm. Joe Linton, before this match, uh, might be Newcastle's player of the season so far. Wow. Um, yeah, he's been just as good as he was last season. Um, he, I think they just didn't play him this match as a precaution, you know, like slightly injured. Yeah. So we'll give him the week off. Um, kind what of a thing. great player. Love him. Um, um, as for just like, you know, bringing in top players, um, in the defense, it's only increased the standard. Um, since Sven Botman has come in, it's a serious issue on who's going to start every week between Fabian Scher, Dan Byrne, and Sven Botman. Yeah. Because all three are playing out of their minds right now. It's been such a hard call that Howe has actually elected to drop Matt Target and play Dan Byrne wow. at left back. Yeah. Um, just so he can be on the pitch. Um, and Dan Byrne should have scored in this match. Uh, it was an excellent save on a sort of like scissor kick half volley from Dan Byrne. Wow. Um, but uh, yes. And then for Isak, unfortunately got injured with Sweden. Um, but so he hasn't really had to contend with Wilson because he was playing when Wilson was injured. Now Wilson is back and now he's injured. So uh, right. I'll come back to you on that front. Right. Well, looking great for Newcastle at the moment, for sure. Another side who things are looking really good for is Everton. Yeah, best defense uh, in the league, Blake. Ridiculous. Which uh, uh, makes a mockery of me in particular because I just go on and on and on about how Frank Lampard can't coach a defense. Um, although I do think that the additions of Connor Cody and uh, James Tarkovsky mean a lot. Yeah, two of the top five English center backs. Um... In the Premier League. Um, and Jordan Pickford, I suppose, is... Is he back? Yeah, he was playing He was playing in this yeah. match, and it was very, very good. Uh, I was going to say, I, yeah. I'm pretty sure Sky Sports was talking about how incredible he is. He's Yeah, he's been really solid for the past couple of years, honestly, at this point. Um, he made one save in particular that he used to be able to pull off those saves, but after he... Did, would do them he would like freak out you know how he would just like scream and like just go you know all crazy attention on him and just really lose his cool and now he's making those saves but kind of shrugging them off like it's no biggie and so he seems to have added like a calm head to match his talent and i think it's making him a much better goalie um yeah, Everton, man. I don't know. Dwight McNeil getting on the score sheet this weekend. Anthony Gordon buzzing around. You, you, you know, 
You've got Amadou Onana, who's looks already looks like he's going to live up to the price tag. Um, Alex Iwobi is just fantastic. Idrissa Guy is has come back, and while not quite the player that he used to be, has really just given them that know-how. Damari Gray, we both love. You know, I mean, it's looking pretty good for them, and I don't know, man. Like Everton are just sort of trundling to a very decent mid-table finish. Yeah, I was going to say, well, at one point, I I think I predicted them to finish like 17th or 16th. Mm. I think they're going to be very comfortably mid-table. Um, yeah. I think they have a good combination of talent and uh, setup and energy that will do them very well this season, I think they're certainly still a fragile side for the short, long-term future. But for the short term, I think they'll be fine. Yeah. Um, also talking about fine, um, Brentford nil-nil with Bournemouth. Um, a fine match, you know. I guess a decent result for both sides. Um, not too much to say. Um, same with Leeds nil, Aston Villa nil. Um, I guess both sides will take a point, um, yeah. especially since neither have had a stellar start to the season. Yeah. But uh, one huge win for a certain relegation candidate, mm. uh, Leicester City 4, Yes. Nottingham Forest 0. It's never good to get trounced by your uh, fellow relegation candidate. It really isn't. Um, my God, what a goal by Pat Sandaka. Did you see it? In the back heel? Oh, wow. I love goals like that. Um, but really, I think the highlight of this match was James Madison, no? Yeah, uh, of course. Um, yeah. He's going to go for $125 million. Uh, No. Are you serious? He's so, think so? good. But his he's contract must be running down. No, he signed an extension. Dude, the dude is so good. I just think he won't go for that much because of his injury record. But wow, he's sensational. He really is. Do you think he should be in the England squad? Yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. 25. Yeah, 5 and 7 now. Great free kick. When he's on it, he is just sensational. Um, and he... I was actually really interested to see how... Uh, how amped up he was after he scored his first goal which was very scrappy um he was like he screamed into the in like eyes closed fists clenched slide on the knees um so he's clearly incredibly motivated right now um and yeah i mean he his only england cap came three years ago now so uh he's yeah in 2019 so um that's he's he's definitely been snubbed by gareth southgate over the years is 2019 now he moved to leicester 2017 right uh 2018 he moved to leicester 2018. yeah so either time, not the last time norwich got relegated not the time before that but the time before that uh i no i don't Wait, know no, no, no. He, he he finished playing for norwich in 2018 moved to leicester in 2018 okay. and then probably got his what i guess his cap Maybe his first season for Leicester or second? I'm not sure, but yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, we could talk about Southgate decisions. Um, yeah, we could, but that's that will be for a World Cup pod. Break. Yeah. Yes. Um, uh, which? Oh my God, we're gonna have like six. Well, we're gonna six have. To, I would say we should just make some pods about the World Cup. Honestly, I think we can do it. We could transition from a prem prem. Yeah, podcast. we can talk about Premier League players at it, or you know, we can do it. We we can especially. I reckon we could do some in person stuff. I mean, you, you know, you, you the US and and England are in the same group, so we should watch that game together. Um, yeah, me rooting against both teams. Right, exactly. I mean, it'd be hilarious. Um, me, you know, yeah. Um, can I talk to wrap it up? I think to wrap it up at this point about um, West Ham. Of course, I've been waiting. I don't have a ton to say on it, honestly. Um, I I sadly couldn't watch this game, couldn't really find it. Um, but I was really happy that we won two 0 It's about time we got three points on the board. I was especially happy looking at the lineup pre-match. Um, the big klaxon news was that Moyes finally changed his starting eleven. Um, Antonio dropped to the bench, Scamacca in his place, Corny on the left, Bone on the right, um, and, and we had. Uh, uh, Carrere also actually you know what I can't remember the lineup so I'm just going to move swiftly onwards from that but the, the main thing was that Skamaka and Corne were in and it paid off because Skamaka scored a fantastic volley uh, incredible. and incredible well, you know a great goal of the weekend not the best one I think probably overshadowed by Gallagher overshadowed honestly by um, Anthony's goal which we didn't really mention which was sensational for Manchester United um, but you know, just a great uh, half volley um, from a really tight, tight space. Um, Jared Bowen, though, was was a big highlight for me. I thought he was excellent in this game. It was really great to see um, back to his best after a really lackluster season so far. Um, the goal he scored was also sensational. He, I don't know how he scored it. He flicked it up over the head of a defender and then just arrowed it in at this really weird angle. I, 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 you sort of have to see it to know what I'm talking about. It's, it's very, in, very difficult goal to score, and he made it look very easy. Um, Wolves weren't very good. Um, obviously, Bruno Lage um, got sacked. Bye bye, Bruno. Um, which pause. I don't think. Pause. Can we talk about how the Wolves' favorite is Steve Bruce? Oh, stop it! Are you serious? Yep, he's the odds favorite to take over. There's no way that they don't go for some Portuguese guy, right? Like, Steve Bruce, they, they get relegated if they get Steve Bruce in. What if his name is Stevino Bruce? Yeah, I guess so. But continue. No, it's fine. Steve Bruce at West Brom still and being horrible at what He's terrible. He's going to get West sacked. Yeah. yeah, he's definitely going to get sacked. Um, yeah, Wolves fans not sad to see Bruno Lage go. You know they were they finished high up the table last season, but the football was pretty bad. Um, so uh, you know it'll be interesting to see who takes them on after I think probably this match week. It doesn't look like they're going to hire anyone in the next couple of days. Um, Diego Costa makes his return. What a strange scenario that is. Um, fuming that he didn't come on in the first half. I think Bruno Lage didn't refuse to put him on outfit. Although he did look okay. Weirdly, he looked weirdly sharp for a guy who hasn't played for like half a year. Um, 
And he's still only about 33, Diego Costa. I don't know, he could get like what? five goals. Yeah, he's, he's not old. He just looks I guess he just, Yeah, he looks um, 40. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think maybe from this analysis, I won't go too much longer because I, I, you can tell I haven't, didn't watch this game. I watched in-depth highlights, and that's about it. Um, solid performance from us. I like Jared Bowen. I'm very curious to see how Moyes continues from here. Is, is it now going to be Skamaka is our starting striker, and Antonio is an impact and a, and a starter in Europe? And I thought it was interesting that Ben Rama wasn't really played. I've ranted and raved about that before. Um, clearly, Moyes doesn't like him. Pakatar apparently was sort of just forcing him to play as many minutes as possible, so he starts to play really well. Um, but yeah, uh, onwards and upwards, I hope. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't really understand how Wolves can be so bad. Um, yeah. I, 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 but I don't see a way out currently, especially if they're linked with Steve Bruce. Um, good for West Ham, good for Skamaka. I really liked that goal. Um, I liked Skamaka before signing with West Ham because solely for the fact that he is like decked out in tattoos and has the full double neck tattoo. I look actually looked at his tattoos. Uh-huh. Uh, my God, he must have paid very little for some of them. Oh, do they look bad? Um, he has some really, really low quality <laughs> tattoos. He probably got them before he was, you know, like a actual Ball. footballer when he was like 15 or something. No, he he was like twenty when he got them, because um, he he like came back from one off season. Um, it was like one season he was he barely had any tattoos, and then he came back with oh, the full strange. neck. Strange. Um, but don't get people's faces tattooed on you. They never look. No, like do people. never ever look. Never. Please don't. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. Good for West Ham. West Ham are you know p- pulling their way up. Um. You know, at this so. point of the season being 15th, you know, one more win, you're 11th, and you know, and then a win after that, you're fifth place. So, um, literally six points off fifth. So, I think, you know, all that talk we had about, oh, should West Ham be worried? Or should West Ham be worried? I think was a little premature. Um, I hope so. I hope so. Yeah. I just, West Ham are a really good team. Um, yeah. Yeah. They're like they're physically uh, look a lot like Newcastle, uh, where it seems like every single player is six foot four and two hundred pounds, yeah. um, except for Jared Bowen. Um, but yeah, I you know I love to overanalyze things, um, so of course I noticed Antonio looking absolutely pissed off uh, <laughs> that he was not. Yeah, playing, and then when he came on, he was quite you know, disgruntled. Um, yeah, but you know, every football player is going to be like that. Um, you know, especially a player who's had the path that Antonio has had. Um, and then to uh, Bowen's celebration, which I never really understand. Like, I guess I understand it because to him, he backs himself fully but 
you know, when you do have a lackluster start to the season and then you score and then you point to your own name. Yeah. Is it like, because to me it's saying like, oh, the criticism was unfounded. Yeah. Um, so is he like, oh, you know, you should remember how good I can be and, you know, not cr- be so quick to criticize. Or is he saying that he was falsely being criticized? Um, but, you know, if Bowen is back in his, you know, top, top form that he was in, um, I think there's no doubt West Ham will be an extremely dangerous side. Especially yeah. with uh, Mecca has quite the good goal scoring record for you guys now. Yeah, he does. His goals per minute must be, or per 90 must be very high. Um. Yeah. Well, maybe. it makes me happy to for you to say that. To be honest, so I appreciate that. Appreciate yeah. it. Moyes in. Um, <laughs> Moyes in for the England. Uh, Englishman, England manager. Um, yeah, Oscar. Any final points? We talked about pretty much every match this week. We 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 did a pretty good job, didn't we? No, I got no final points for you. Um, okay. I feel pretty good. Well then, give me what match you think you're looking most forward to and which match you think will be an absolute dud in match day I think 10. Arsenal-Liverpool is something to look forward to. Um, and dud, big Chelsea Wolves vibes for a dud. All right, I will go the exciting match Everton at home versus Manchester United. Oh, uh, yeah, that is a good one. I think it will be, you know, the rocking atmosphere at uh, Goodison, uh, plus a scrappy and at times good Everton side versus a valuable Manchester United side. I think that could be very interesting. And the drub, Man City at home versus Southampton. It's going to be just a boring 5-0 or 6-0 win. Um, yeah. And I'll call a Erling Holland hat trick hat trick um, again. Wow! For yeah, for four straight home matches. Um, I guess the one point I forgot um, to bring up is on Holland. I've long been a vocal critic of Kane. People saying that Kane can break Shearer's record. I, you know, for the last seven years, I said there's. Absolutely no way in hell he breaks Kane's or breaks Shearer's record. I still stand by that. I think it's impossible for Kane to catch up. Okay. Erling Holland. He could. Could and Alan Shearer wants him to do it. Um. So. Oh really? Wow. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Which you know, I don't love, but I guess that's his job now. He he's not supposed to be a Newcastle cheerleader, but. Um. You know, uh, I thought Shearer's record would stand forever. Um, and, you know, I, it's early days, but if a player can do it, it's going to be... I think, actually, the only reason Holland won't do it is because he, you know, achieves everything in England and leaves um, and goes to Real Madrid in four years. Um, yeah. So let's hope he doesn't break Shearer's record. Um, yeah. But, you know, against Southampton, 
maybe he can break it in that match. Any final thoughts, Oscar? I am all good. All right. Thank you for listening. Please yes. review, rate, comment, tweet, follow. Do all uh, those things. Please watch some good football. Uh, stay dry if you're on the East Coast. And uh, we'll see you in episode six of the Peak Too Early podcast. Bye.